episode of All Things Relative. How's everybody doing? On the third episode that I recorded today, I said I was going to put out um, three episodes for uh, for the launch date, so I'm going to stick to my promise, going to try as best as I can to, like I said, be uploading pretty consistently, so here we are with the third episode. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check out, I have... Um, besides this one, I have a nice intro video uploaded, uh, kind of giving you a sneak peek at what the podcast is going to be all about, um, a little bit about me, so you get to know me a little bit better, and um, I have the first episode out where we talk about um, having opinions, keeping those opinions, and how people can kind of change or conform their ways. Um, and we have the second episode out as well, where we talk about um, NFTs, the NFT market, some terminology, things like that. Like I said, uh, we don't really focus too specifically on one thing here in this podcast. We, um, you know, we're going to cover everything pretty much. That way everybody gets a nice range of knowledge. I get a nice range of knowledge. There's always things to be talking about. And, um, you know, if people find things more interesting than the others, or if I find things more interesting than the others, you know, sometimes I'll hone in on those as well. Um, so, yeah, jumping into it. This is the third episode of the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking today about stress. Um, stress and uh, what stresses us out, what stresses kids out nowadays, um, how it affects us, how we can hopefully minimize some of the stress in our life because obviously you know the stress in your life it's not it's not great for you but it really isn't um being super stressed out about things and you know especially most of the times I think you know we as humans we're just kind of conditioned for the most part to stress out about things we shouldn't be stressing out about um things that if we just kind of take a step back take a nice breather put things into perspective that you know, we kind of, we realize once we catch our breath that, okay, you know, why was I stressing out about that? This isn't, you know, that big of a deal. This isn't something that I need to be going bananas about. This is something that I can, you know, compartmentalize, that I can deal with, you know, in a very calm, rational sense, and I can move past it. Then, obviously, you know, there are other things that you know, our big stress factors and stress motivators and stress inducers. And, you know, those things are, you know, pretty big things to be stressed out about, you know, off the top of my head, you know, work, money. I mean, even, you know, I'm, you know, 24 still at home currently. And even I stress out about, about work and about, you know, finances and things like that. It's just, it's very natural for, for us to, to stress about, things in general to go through life stressing I know from from day one we come out of the womb crying we um you know we go through life being stressed out about school we go through life being stressed out about work we go through life being stressed out about family money pretty much everything everywhere you go stress finds its way around you um and it's a shame because I'm sure, you know, a bunch of you know, stress can really, really slowly and quickly in some some aspects take a toll on your life, on your well-being, um, on your emotional, mental stability. 
um, you know, but it can take a toll on you physically too, you know, you're always tired, you age quicker, you know, the, the gray hairs and everything like that, that everybody tells you about, um, but, you know, internally, it can, it can take a big toll on you as well, it, um, you know, tends to make you act more rashly, it make you depressed, give you severe anxiety, um, could, you know, cause you to develop a whole bunch of health problems because stress can, you know, lead to a lack of sleep, a lack of eating, or perhaps an over amount of eating, taking up unhealthy habits like smoking, alcohol abuse, you know, recreational drugs, things like that. It can really, really take wear and tear, you know, over your mind, over your body, and it really starts to pile up quickly. And that's somebody that, you know, that's something that nobody wants. Nobody wants that. So, today, in this episode, we're going to be kind of delving into, like I said, what stresses people out nowadays. Um, we have a couple of articles uh, that I'm going to pull up and um, kind of scroll through. They give some nice bullet points um, about what stresses people out, you know. Particularly, I have one article that focuses on what stress kids out nowadays, because, um, you know, things are a lot different from when I was a kid, particularly school and, and parenting um, techniques and things like that. So kids these days, even younger than I am, have a lot to be stressed about, and they shouldn't. <laughs> Being that young, the only thing you should be worrying about is, you know, Am I going to get the bike that has the brakes working on it when I go riding with my friends? Does my basketball have enough air in it? Uh, uh, Is my remote control out of batteries when I'm playing my video game? You shouldn't be stressing about things, you know, relating to your parents or finances or am I going to have food on the table tonight or am I going to be able to get this assignment done in time? So on and so forth. So... With that being said, um, let us jump right into it with this very interesting article that I found. It's called 10 Reasons Your Child Might Be Stressed. Um, by, it's, a, it's a WebMD published article. And, um, yeah, th- I mean, this gives the perspective, uh, you know, of a parent honing in on their kid. But, you know, I'm going to kind of focus in on, you know, how this could be stressing the child out rather than a parent looking at the child and being like, what stresses them out? This is going to be, you know, more of what stresses the child out. So, first off, and I see a lot of this nowadays, is faster child development. So, essentially, the article breaks down, um, you know, kids having more homework nowadays and not having enough free time for, you know, recess or lunch and things like that, but... I've also just generally seen kids are exposed to so much nowadays, whether it be, uh, you know, the news, uh, violence, war, uh, acts of terrorism, shootings at elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. There's just so much that kids need to worry about nowadays that they don't really get to be kids anymore. They have to grow up so quickly, so fastly, and they get so much of that out of home, but they also get that at home too sometimes, you know, whether it be their parents going back and forth fighting, 
or abusive parents or so on and so forth, they don't really have time to just be a kid, to just worry about going bike riding, playing their video games, doing their homework, eating all their vegetables and going to bed on time. They're exposed to so much more and it's, it's really a shame because that creates in itself a stressed out kid obviously but I, I don't think that properly prepares them for what adulthood has to come because I think trying to you know or just having them be exposed to all these adult like things at such a young age I, it really kind of makes them lose touch with you know who they could have developed into it makes them you know rush into getting a job under some circumstances or moving out or things like that and it really it really hinders them in a sense that they go through the entire life stressed out now so that's all they know from childhood so they're going to take that into their adulthood with them you know that can cause things that i discussed before you know alcoholism you know need to smoke unhealthy eating habits you know, taking it out on other people in some horrible cases. You know, stress from a young age is not good. It's really, really vital to let kids be kids. You know, obviously, I can't tell parents how to raise their kids. I can't tell them how to parent their kids. I can't tell them, you know, what their children should be exposed to and what they shouldn't be exposed to. All I can give is some advice. Let them be kids. I understand, you know, may have problems at home, but that's not something you should be projecting on, you know, a 6, an 8, 10, 12-year-old kid. Let them have their own kid life. Let them enjoy themselves. Let them worry about that. If they have to, hopefully they won't when they get older. Moving on. The next point in the article is academic pressures and high-stakes testing. This is a big one, too. This is a big one when I was growing up, also. People put so much emphasis on test scores, um, whether, you know, they're vital if you pass or fail a class, um, you need a good SAT and a good ACT score to get into a college, you need good college scores to get a degree and graduate, you need good test scores to get a uh, professional license of sorts, which I'm going to have to deal with uh, pursuing my CPA license. But people get the same thing, you know, when they go for, uh, you know, the bar, the uh, medical license, anything like that, you know, getting their MD. I don't really see the huge I, I definitely see the point in test taking as a as a test of retaining knowledge I don't see it as a point of memorization you go through life with the internet literally at your fingertips where you can search up anything you can look up anything you can get the answer to anything if you forgot a formula or um, you know a, a drug side effect or something like that you know, assuming you aren't in a rush in real time to get something done, you can take two minutes and look it up, and chances are there's someone out there who had the same question 
and there's a bunch of people who have answered it. And the beauty of the internet is people can answer other person people's answers. So if there was something incorrect, you know, somebody can review it, respond with an even more correct answer, and people will tend to let you know that, hey, this one isn't correct, it was almost correct, and this one is more correct. So, in that sense, I don't see the point why teachers emphasize memorization so much and why tests emphasize memorization. I think tests should be more about applying the knowledge. And I've had some classes like that in school where it's open notes, open book, but it's the tests are designed less about, you know, for example, hey, here's a word, give me its definition where you can just scribble it down in your notes. And more about, you know, hey, here's a concept that you learned about. Now apply it to this brand new problem. So you have the notes there as an aid, you know, to kind of help you work through it. You know, you don't, there's no way to have the answer directly in your notes, but you have them as, you know, a visual aid to back you up, to help you reinforce some points, to help you drive home some points, rather than just giving students a list of, you know, go back to the definitions example, 50 words and their corresponding definitions, saying memorize these, you're going to be tested on them to write them down. I don't understand that because it's, it's very easy to either look it up in a dictionary or the more practical solution, type it into your web browser and it'll give you def 50 definitions in different languages, whatever you may need. So testing more about applying a concept to me makes just a little bit more sense than testing for memorization, but that just might be my opinion. Let's move on to the next point, overstuffed schedules. Um, this is a toughie because some people can handle the overstuffed schedule, but obviously it's not for everybody. So I would say pushing it on a collective isn't the best uh, way to go about things. Um, you know, assigning kids. Here's here's what I always disliked about school, particularly college, but even definitely throughout high school and some of middle school, is that I always felt like each teacher assigned tests and assigned work as if their class was the only class you were taking for the entire semester. And I never got that. They, they acted as if we didn't have, you know, four or five other classes that we had to deal with, and they would assign, you know, three assignments per night, you know, six hours of studying, a test every week or every other week, quizzes every week, every day, and I, I, I feel like you have to take a step back at some point and be like, okay, well, obviously these kids are in other classes, you know, they're here at university for their well-rounded education. They're definitely not only taking my class. Maybe I shouldn't overstuff and pack their, you know, workload and their schedule. I understand that they have a set curricula that they need to get through. Um, you know, they need to make sure you're understanding the material um, and to make sure you're learning the concepts properly and make sure they're doing their job effectively. But I don't think that comes with overstuffing kids with homework, feeding them a ton of quizzes and tests. Um, I think that in turn just makes them rush through a bunch of subjects and it doesn't really, a 
accomplish what you think it was accomplished. It tends to have kids turn to cheating because they don't have time to study for the exams. Um, they tend to, like, you know, intermingle a lot of classes, so maybe they forget what they learned in one class and incorrectly apply it to another class. So, yeah, overstuffing schedules, sometimes in a sense, like, people can handle it, but I think it's also very situational, too. Like, what is the, uh, the contents of the overstuffed schedule? Is it a college, uh, you know, is it all college-related, where you're just getting a bunch of work, a bunch of quizzes, a bunch of homework, and that's all you're going to be doing all week long? Or is it something like, you know, well, I've got a packed schedule, I've got five classes, you know, that I have to attend every week, you know, I've got a part-time job on the side, you know, a couple hours of homework a week. That's more of a well-rounded schedule that I think people can better adapt to, better handle, than if they're just overly stuffed and overly packed with one thing, I think that tends to make people go a little bit crazy. So, overstuffed schedules in a, in certain senses make, you know, are practical because they will help you, you know, going in school and having a part-time job at the same time, you know, full-time jobs after school love to see that. They love to see that you can manage your time well, manage your time correctly, uh, you know, tackle multiple things at once but prioritize the right things so having a packed schedule in that sense you know that's how I always went through school I always worked while I was in school and it made me quite busy but in that sense it's worth it because it really does pay off in the end but overstuffing schedules just as a teacher just you know acting like your class is the only class on the college campus and then giving a ton and ton and ton of homework and quizzes and tests. I think that's a very poor choice. I think you're going to find that it has negative results because, A, chances are your students aren't going to take a very big liking to you, so they're going to be less likely to attend or pay attention in class, cheat on their exams, things like that, not do the work, do the work poorly, rushed and sloppily. So... I think taking a step back, realizing that, you know, students have a lot on their plate, assigning them a fair amount of work, I understand, even though your class isn't the only class, you still do need to make sure that kids are understanding the curricula and really hammering home the points, so finding a healthy balance is good for both both teachers and students, because on the same note, if students are having a packed schedule with a couple of classes, education comes first, sometimes got to minimize out some of the other things, but free time is always important too, that's something I'll get into in a little bit. Um, uh, not enough sleep, oh, that's a big one, I suffer from this one a little bit, not enough sleep, I, uh, unfortunately a bit of a night owl. So, I, I like staying up late, don't like getting up early. Um, I have gotten into a better routine since I started working full-time, um, but I still still do like to stay up late. Um, but yeah, not, uh, getting sleep is a big thing. Uh, having eight hours of sleep, it, it really does change, you know, changes things big time. I've definitely seen a difference, you know, 
when I used to stay until 3 o'clock in the morning and try to get up at 8 rather than go to sleep around midnight, maybe even 11 and get up at 8. It's a huge difference, it really is. Um, getting enough sleep, especially in young kids while the brain is still developing, while they need the sleep, while they need to stay, you know, hyper-focused, you know, in school, you know, especially in high school and middle school, and you have those, you know, eight-hour school days, practices, homework, and all that kind of stuff afterwards. Having enough sleep the night before is definitely a big, big, big game-changer, and being able to do all of that, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, you know, you're going to just drain yourself very quickly throughout the day, um, you're not going to retain the information you need to retain, you might perform poor in your after-school sporting events, uh, slack in the homework department a little bit, so having a good night's sleep is very, very essential, um, especially in younger kids, but definitely in adults too, I, like, I, I find myself even, you know, being like, I need to get to sleep a little bit earlier, it definitely helps me, it improves my mood, it allows me to do more throughout the day, it allows me to be more productive throughout the day, if I, if I get my eight hours, so, it's been something I've been trying to work on personally, um, I have, like I said, gotten back into a not even got back into, I really, I started a good schedule, I was never really on a great schedule, I am, um, I used to, especially when I, uh, I started playing, uh, a particular video game back, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, my senior year of college, and I was enjoying it so much, like I said, I was already a night owl, I was staying up until four o'clock in the morning, probably every night playing it, and then attempting to get up and have a full day of work in class at around 8.30 every day the next day. And safe to say, I, I burnt myself out pretty quickly doing that. Um, had to start going to school, you know, sleep earlier. You know, I had to make sure I wasn't waking up late, waking up on time. And that's, from there on out, I strive to, you know, just get on a better sleep pattern because it really not only does it help your attention it, it helps you know elevate your mood um it helps your you know your social life uh, it just it really helps everything a good night's sleep is very very important so moving on to the second article now second article is called everyday things that stress you out so this is not as kid related more general related so they have let's see about 10 things listed um i'm gonna go through the first five i think i like the first five so the first one work second lack of finances third health four personal relationships five childhood traumas so obviously work is at the top of essentially everybody's list like i said i just started work and I myself am stressed out so it's natural starting a new job even being at a new job for a long time it's it's a stressful thing especially I work for a very big company so in a sense you're not indisposable especially as a um, very early on so there's a lot of pressure to not only perform but there's a lot of pressure uh, you know pressure to consistently performing to 
make sure you prove yourself as a valuable asset to the team. You know, you don't want to be making everybody's life harder. You want to be making it easier. So, you know, you're constantly scrutinizing yourself. Can I do this better? Can I do that better? Did I mess up here? Did I mess up there? Why am I making these mistakes? It's good to take a step back, especially, like I said, if you are just starting out at a job and realize if it's entry level, nobody expects you to have it all figured out. Nobody expects you to come in and know everything and make zero mistakes and not need any help and learn everything in the first week and be absolutely amazing at the job because they were in the same boat too and believe me, they weren't like that either. No matter how much experience you have beforehand, still being that young, there's still so much to learn, especially, you know, in certain industries. And nobody expects you to have it figured out. And that's that's a good um, philosophy to apply to another stress that I personally feel like kids have nowadays, and it's that they think that they need to have everything figured out in their life you know, by the time they're 16 years old, you know, what they're going to do for work after school, where they're going to go to school, when they're going to get married, when they're going to have kids, buy a house, retire, all that. They, they think by 16 years old, I need to have this, this, and this figured out, or I'm not going to be successful, I'm going to be a failure. That's just not true. <laughs> That's not true. I always love when somebody says, you know, that people were expected to have their whole lives figured out when nobody lived past 30. Way, way, way back when. Nowadays, people live 80 plus. You know, 70 plus is the new norm now. 40 is still considered young. 50 is even still considered young. You don't need to have it all figured out by 16. There are adults 45 50 years old who still don't even have their whole life planned and figured out that's okay it's it comes as you go it comes with experience it comes with knowledge it comes with making mistakes it comes with failing it's all of these that combine and make you the person that you are that that build the path that you're on that extend the path that you're on so you know stress out if, you know, you don't know where you're going to go to college yet, or you get to college and you don't know what you want to major in, or you find your major but you don't know what you want to do with it after school. There's there's time to figure that out. You will figure it out if you stay calm, if you really apply yourself, if you really try to focus in on one thing, if you really try to figure out what you like and give everything a fair chance, you will find something that you want to do and you you will make a, a you know good career out of it a good life out of it and you'll be okay so don't feel like you need to have it all figured out because halfway through <laughs> through most people's lives they still don't have it all figured out um, number two is the lack of finances you know this is a big one as well um, not getting paid enough at a job or just having too many expenses, um, you know, that's a biggie. Um, that one's tough to just kind of solve, too. Unfortunately, 
the world is ran and driven by money. Um, so it's definitely tough if you're lacking in the financial department. Um, the biggest thing I can say here is always make sure to find ways to treat yourself. And treating yourself is relative. Treating yourself does not mean you need to buy a yacht or go on a cruise or go on a super expensive vacation. It's, it's relative to your daily life. If, if, if a treat for you is, you know, a trip to the spa or, or you know, a glass of wine at the end of the night or, you know, maybe you spring and hit the fancy restaurant for the first time all year and, you know, get a nice, nice three-course meal, get all dressed up, just feel good about yourself. That's a, you know, that's a big thing that can help, and especially if you have kids, too, making sure to, um, you know, as as much as you can, to the extent that you can, making sure to, to treat them, because... In the end, it goes back to what I say about kids growing up too quickly, having to worry about finances and things like that. That's not something any parent wants on their kid. That's not something any parent wants to burden their kid with. So just trying to keep them as kids while they're young, keep them out of everything like that. Treat them, like I said, to the extent that you can, even if it's just, you know, their favorite meal once in a while, the stop at McDonald's, the occasional trip to the toy store. Just so they feel like kids. That's um, that would be my biggest um, financial stress reliever. Even though, it kind of doesn't make sense spending money. But like I said, it's it's relative. The treat, you know, it doesn't have to be super expensive. Just something that makes you happy. Something that calms you down, takes your mind off of it for a second. Something that brings you joy. You don't even have to spend money on it just be treating yourself because you work hard you deserve a treat everybody deserves one once in a while uh, I think this will be the last one I do um, health um, this is a big one too these are all big ones I know I keep saying that this is a big one this is a big one well they're all big ones um, health and especially the expenses that come with it um, but health is super important. Health is one of the top priorities. You can't work if you're not healthy. You can't do anything if you're not healthy. Um, you got to keep your health in order first. Health comes first, you know, making sure everything's a-okay under the hood because, you know, health is wealth. Without your health, without that good state of mind, without that good you know, emotional mental stability. It's it's tough to go out there and present yourself in the world in a way that you want to be presented and a way you want to be viewed. You know, especially when you're going to make friends, going to a job interview, going to your first day on the job. It's definitely it's it's tough if you're not healthy. You know, you don't feel like yourself, you don't feel confident, you're not gonna present yourself as confident. Health is definitely wealth, and I know that's, that's definitely a saying that's been, you know, said so many times before, you probably heard it, but focusing on your health is, it has to be a top priority, mentally, physically, emotionally, you need to talk to somebody, you need to see a doctor, 
you gotta do it. Don't put it off. Don't think it'll go away on its own. There's no shame in getting help, receiving help, giving help. I mean, there really isn't. Um, the expenses that come with it, unfortunately, not great in, uh, in the grand scheme of things, but um, sometimes the, the price is worth it. Just like I said, for your health, you know, sometimes no expenses left short. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that healthcare can't, you know, good healthcare, let me make that clear. Good healthcare can't be universal, cannot be offered to everybody, you know, because it really does lead people to, you know, if they have a serious medical condition or need medical attention, you know, immediately, but they're scared because they can't afford it. So they try and take care of it on their own, which could lead to further complications down the road. I mean, just even spending a night in the hospital without any good insurance could run you upwards of, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for all the costs of, you know, the bed, operating all the equipment, the machinery, the doctor's time, the nurse's time. I mean, it could run you a small fortune. It really could without some good insurance, which is a big shame that that isn't offered like relatively universally. And, you know, I'm not saying free healthcare for everybody. I know that has its own issues and its own problems, but you know, something better than the bare minimum for those who really can't afford it. Because I, I mean, that's you know, you know, good health mentally, emotionally, physically. I mean, that's a quality of life that everybody should have access to. Not just people who can afford it, but again, that touches back to the whole point that the world is run and driven by money, unfortunately. Um, so something like that is probably not very close in the future, but it's definitely a change that I would like to see. But anyway, um, I think that is going to do it for, uh, for episode number three of the ATR podcast, all things relative. I actually am going to be looking into creating an ATR Studios Incorporated to, uh, to, you know, kind of be the parent to this podcast and maybe even future podcasts that spawn off of it. Who knows? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed though. Um, tomorrow, uh, it's going to be Tuesday the 27th. I'm going to try and have a video, uh, a podcast out for, uh, for then. Um, Every day will not be three podcasts. This was just a special occasion just because this was, you know, the release date of the first episode. So I figured, hey, why not give a little special treat, give three episodes. So, you know, expect hopefully an episode every day, Monday through Friday. I will do my absolute best for that. Like I said, at the very least, three episodes at the most five. Um, Weekends too sometimes if I have time. Not really though. Um, but if I ever find myself with this, you know, spare couple of minutes, I'll try and get a video and, uh, you know, an audio file out there for you guys to enjoy. Um, so thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoyed. This concludes episode number three, and I will talk to you guys in episode number four. Take care, everybody. <laughs>